Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast. I have a lovely a lovely guest with me today. Her name is, uh, it's Moisa, right? Moisa, yeah. Moisa. I, I, was, I was close. I was close. Uh, she is a uh, Facebook ads expert and she's really gone through some some epic restructuring the last year. Uh, she was actually on this podcast almost a year ago today uh, where she started to make those big changes. And now we're going to follow up with her and see how those changes worked out uh, and what you could possibly learn from them in order to grow your own course business, your membership, like whatever you're using Facebook ads. So welcome to the podcast. Please introduce yourself. Yeah. So as you already said, my name is Moitza. I'm actually from Slovenia and I'm a Facebook ads expert. That wasn't always the case though. Um, Previous working at an advertising agency, then I got fired. So that's the uh, long story short, I got fired. Um, I started doing um, social media strategies. So I did social media strategies for different businesses. I did Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, everything all together. And then a couple of years later, I actually um, decided to niche down and do Facebook ads only. So awesome. Um, we're going to, we're going to talk about that in a second and we're going to go deep down. But before we do that, I just like to thank our actual sponsor for this episode. I'd like to thank Kinsta for sponsoring this episode. Kinsta is an awesome WordPress hosting company. Uh, they offer some of the bar none best support around for the WordPress community. WordPress has a bad reputation for being a super big bloated software with a bunch of stuff that can go wrong. You know, if you're a small business and you're running your business, your Facebook ads and your membership site and you're managing WordPress all at the same time, uh, it can often be a big hassle, especially if you're on crummy hosting that doesn't provide the support that you need, that doesn't make it an easy experience uh, and provides you with that, you know, that just... You get the white screen of death, you get errors, and all of these things are going wrong. You just don't know what's happening. Kinsta removes all of the pain of having a self-hosted WordPress website, providing you with 24-7 unparalleled supports. They provide you with the best WordPress managed experience. You're going to have the fastest load times. You're going to have the. Uh, you're just going to have a great time. Uh, there's no mucking about in cPanel or File Manager or any of that stuff. It's really just a few clicks and a beautiful UI. And if you don't know how to do something, you can just ask their support team to do it for you. And it's also relatively inexpensive at plans starting at just $30 a month. So if you're looking to drop whatever hosting company you have now because you're unhappy, you're experiencing those problems that I laid out, and you want to go to a company that's just going to take care of you and it's just going to work and you're not going to have to worry about it, go check out Kinsta and let them know that you heard about them from WP Tonic. Thank you. All right. So now I'm going to jump back in and let's talk about you know how you actually got into all of this whole... Facebook ads thing. Uh, you were talking about you got fired from a copywriting position and, and that kind of started this whole thing. Yeah. So I was working at a traditional advertising agency and we did um, billboards, TV ads, radio ads, and so on. And um, we like I started noticing a deep need for social media management from our clients and I actually put that out to, um, to my boss, essentially. And I said to him that, you know, I have been talking to a couple of clients and they have been expressing this need and they want someone to do their Facebook, uh, not, not just Facebook ads for them, but like 
uh, Pinterest and Instagram and everything else. Um, and I was really pushing for this. They were, they didn't want to hear that. They thought that social media is just a fad that's going to go away in a couple of years. And, uh, how yeah, long ago like, was this? Oh, I think, uh, I think I would, mm, let me, it's 2019. So I would say nine years ago. <laughs> nine years ago. Yeah. I mean, social nine, media was hardly years. a fad nine years ago. I was like, I know, <laughs> I know it's been around. It's a bit short sighted. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, obviously they're not in business anymore. Even. Oh, well, I mean, there you go. Right. Yeah. Because they were, they all, they always stayed like within the confines of traditional advertising. They didn't want to do anything digital. Stick with what you know, right. Learn, yes. le- learning new things can't possibly be a good idea. Yeah. And you know, look where that, uh, where that got them. So, yeah. um, but like I went into a totally different direction after, after getting fired, I decided, you know what? I know better than them. (laughs) So I'm going to start doing social media um, management and it actually proved to be a very, very good decision. Um, I mean, look at me like nine years after I'm still doing the same thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the last time you were on the show, you had actually made a big change in your business. So you were, uh, and you still run, it's called Spicy, what's it called? Super Spicy Media. Super Spicy Media. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, And Last time you were on the show, you just made a big change. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that does, uh, what that was, and what the result is. Yeah, again, a very long story. However, um, we got time. <laughs> yeah, about about a year and a half ago, I actually experienced a burnout. So I lost any will to work. I didn't find joy in my work. Um, I was just tired all the time. My jaw hurt because I was clenching it 24-7, essentially. So I decided to take a week off, completely off, off technology, off everything. And Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Croatia, actually. Um, so Dubrovnik uh, in Croatia has, in, and I went there in February, which is which was off season. So I was able to really like walk alongside the beach by myself, no one around, and I was able to think. So that was really really cool. Um, and after that week, I realized that I don't want to do client work anymore. So. I my feel business, that. <laughs> yeah, my, my business was all about client work. That's how I essentially got to the point where I am. However, it just kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. So um, I decided that Especially I if want- you don't have the right clients, you know, if, the, if, it's, not, I mean, if it's not a perfect fit, then, it's, then it, can get, it can get tricky. I mean, for me, to be honest, it was a perfect fit with each and every one of them um, because I cherry-picked all of my clients but still, it didn't give We're going to have to talk about that in bonus content because that's a struggle for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how, like, but essentially, like, what I realized is that even having a perfect client and even cherry-picking them, um, it just wasn't... It didn't, like I said, I didn't, it didn't create that freedom anymore. It wasn't fulfilling? wasn't fulfilling anymore. So I decided to fire most of my clients how, how, how many, just as a metric for, for our listeners, how many is most? Like, give us a percentage. It was 80%. So 80%. I was, yeah. So I was working at 10 clients at the same time and I fired eight of them mm-hmm. um, and just decided to stick with two of them. And essentially I fired even another and, one. So. And you work solo, right? I work. Yeah. Well, so like actually, 10, 10 people for like a solo person. That's, a, that's, a, that's not, that's no small beans. Like that's a big it, deal. It, it definitely is. And before that, like when I went on that vacation on that time off, um, I was actually working with one person. So one person was helping me. But when I come back, came back, I was like, you know what? This is just, 
I just don't feel good about this. So um, we actually separated our ways first and then I fired those eight clients. And then a couple of months later, I fired another one. So I just ended up working with one client and I still work with them at, at, to this point. So, Wow. So, so why, why exactly did you do that? Like, like, so what was the, what, I mean, you, yes, you were burned out, but what, you know, with all of the free time that you now have or that you created by removing the bulk of your client list, what were you able to then do that you now find, I'm assuming, yeah, fulfilling? Absolutely. So after that week off that I had, I kind of started rediscovering myself and rediscovering that deep down, I'm in fact a creator and I enjoy creating things. Previously, like a couple of years back, I wrote an ebook and I loved that process. I love the process of writing the ebook, creating it, putting it out to the world. And I missed that because of all the client work that I had. I missed that part of my business, like creating right. things. Um, so because then I fired most of my clients because I decided that I want to start earning my living by creating uh, educational things and uh, educational products like ebooks, um, video courses, email courses, and so on. So, and that's culminated. Uh, that's culminated. Culminated. What's one of those words? That 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 has this <laughs> into uh, a course. I'm assuming that you now provide, right? Correct. So um, after I, so I have been, even when I had clients, I was thinking of having a course. I always wanted to have a video course about Facebook ads and that never happened because I always postponed it. I mean, probably sounds familiar for a lot of people. I always postponed that um, because I had a lot of client work and then I had to do this and that. So I decided, you know what? I'm never, ever going to be able to put that course out into the wild if I don't do something about it. Yeah, you have so, to, you know, there's, there's, there's a rule. Uh, there's, like a, there's like a universal law that in order to allow something into your life, you have to remove something out of it. You can't just keep like piling on and, because you're, you're going to feature burnout. So in order, you know, so in order to, to bring in this list of, or to bring in the creation of this course, you had to remove everything that was taken up all your time. That's right? that's right. And I did, I did exactly that. So, um, after I fired most of my clients, um, I actually went down to action and I started creating the outline of the uh, video course. I put all of that together and essentially put the course out into the wild and uh, into the wild. I, act, I also took a very specific approach with that because I w- wanted to validate the idea before putting all that time and energy into creating a course. Right. So what I did is I actually started pre-selling the course before recording even a single video. And that went incredibly good. And later, like I had no excuse of not doing this One and of- not pursuing it. Uh, time and time again, you know, people come on the show and, and they say, had I done it differently, I wish I had pre-sold first. You know, yeah. time and yeah. time again, that's one of the most valuable things you can do is before you yep. spend, before you lock yourself in a closet and you spend two months, you know, recording all of your videos and whatnot, which by the way, don't do that either. But a lot of people do that, yeah. uh, is pre-sell anything that you plan on selling to validate the market. And also, it, you know, allows you to... I get create generate a little bit of income to fund the damn thing, right? Yeah, correct. So how, how many people signed up out of just curiosity? I made 10K. 
Wow. With that, with that pre-launch. And I only pre-launched it to my email list. So I decided I'm not even going to, you know, do any kind of Facebook ads or anything else. I'm just going to use my email list, pre-launch there and see if there's actually an interest in this kind of thing. If not, I can just, for example, if I were to make, let's say 2K, maybe I, I probably wouldn't pursue that at that moment. I would take a different route. But since there was a lot of interest, I decided to just move forward with it. Well, you got to deliver on 10K. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and they were all like, after I got it delivered, they were all very excited. So I decided, you know what? Let's open enrollment again. So uh, yeah, everything else is history. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, we're going we're gonna to pick this up in a moment, but we're going to go for our break, our break now. Thanks everyone for listening so far. I'm here with... Oh, oh, Mo, uh, Mosia. Moitza. Moitza. I'm going to get that eventually. I, you see, what I, I've been hanging around with Jonathan too much. I'm inheriting his uh, inability to pronounce names properly. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. And we'll be back in a few moments. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast and we're back i'm here with moitza uh we're here talking about uh, her transition into uh, a facebook ads implementer and into her uh, uh her implementer of a course as well we're going to be transitioning now into let's let's talk a little about this whole Facebook ads business and and why it may or may not be a good idea if you are a business owner and you are listening uh, to this podcast right now and you're thinking hey listen I came here to think about or to learn more about, about Facebook ads let's talk about Facebook ads let's do this so one one of, one of the things that most people ask like you got you have your two you kind of have your two segments of search you got uh, are rather your two segments of, of PPC. You got your search ads, your Google, your Bing, your Yahoo ads, if you buy any of the second-rate search engine ads. And then you have your social media ads, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera, right? So, and the two different streams that come along with that, you have disruptive marketing, which is attributed generally to social media. And then you have the direct marketing, which is mostly attributed to search engines. So depending on your business, and I know this is a bit of a loaded question, but, but in which cases do, do Facebook ads really, really, really shine? I mean, I think that it's best when these two work together. Mm-hmm. So if you have, for example, if you run Google ads, I mean, making a decision into like, what are you going to do? Shouldn't be based on, should I do Google ads or should I do social media advertising? Absolutely. This, like, it should go hand in hand because... Um, for example, Google search is like, I, I know that um, like social media advertising sometimes is called disruptive, but is it really disruptive? For example, when it comes to Facebook, the level of targeting that you can set up surpasses Google, in my mm-hmm. opinion, because let's be completely honest, Facebook knows a lot about you. Everything. And they know everything it, about you. Yeah. Oh, like you can just go ahead and check. Like, for example, if you go and see an ad and click like top right, I think there's an arrow and 
uh, why am I seeing this ad? If you click on there, you're going to find out a lot of interesting things about yourself that you maybe even don't know. However, um, like I said, those advertisers that advertise on Facebook, they know a lot about you as well. So if they are able to show you the disruptive, so yeah. So... I, I, I guess that I guess if you're looking for super highly targeted info, like you want to be able to tell a person's age, you know, if they identify as male or female or X, I guess these days, uh, if they want to identify or if you want to identify um, country location language, then you definitely want to go down the Facebook route. None of that really matters to you. <laughs> and you want to go like direct to source or direct to search rather than, than, than Google uh, would be a little bit more helpful in that way. Is that, well, is that fair to say? Well, well, to be like, when you're trying to decide who to target, as you can and, tell, I'm not a Facebook search ads expert. <laughs> yeah. So, so when, when you're trying to, when you're trying to figure out your target audience, you shouldn't go to Google, you shouldn't go to Facebook. What you should do, you should go to your customers. Mm. So you should ask them that question. Uh, for example, you should do customer interviews. You should find out more about them. Where do they hang out online? What publications do they read online? Um, you can do that. For example, you can analyze the people who have liked your Facebook page, and you're going to learn a lot about them, about your actual audience. So it shouldn't be a guessing game, but it should rather be an informed decision that you make after you talk to your existing customer, like actual people. And I that's think that's where- super insightful because, you know, all too often companies will just, let's start an advertising campaign and they go to Facebook or they go to Google and then they later realize that none of their audience actually hangs out in those places. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So doing it a bit, like doing it a different way, that helps with Facebook and Google ads as well. <laughs> Very brilliant, brilliant. So if, if, all right. So given that a company, they go to their customers and they're like, wow, a lot of these people hang on on Facebook and in Facebook groups and all of that, whatnot. Uh, given, given that they validated that there is a, um, a, an audience there to, for them to listen, how would they, or, or, or what first step should they take in order to, to start communicating with that audience through the Facebook advertising platform? What's their first step? Yeah, let's actually talk about the first mistake that people typically do. All right, let's do it that. Is really, it, it, it is related to that first step because what a lot of people think is, okay, now I'm investing real money into Facebook ads. I should be getting something back immediately. So immediately after I invest $10, mm-hmm. I should be getting 20 back. And it doesn't work that way. Um, you should hey, I, look at it from... I, before, before you continue, I just, I just have a personal, own personal story about that. I invested... Uh, almost almost three uh, three thousand dollars at the start of my company into Facebook ads and never saw a return on that. So <laughs> I probably made the mistake. So I'm listening intently. Yeah. So what you like? You could you can imagine that if you're seeing an ad, let's say for a twenty dollar product or a fifty dollar product or a one hundred dollar course, and if you're showing that ad to a cold audience, to people who don't even know who you are. They don't know what you do. You're just guessing who your target audience is and showing right. that ad to, uh, to those people. It's not going to work. It's mm. like knocking on a stranger's door and asking them to buy something from you. It's never going to happen or it's rarely going to happen. And do it's just not at the end. It's not going to be worth your time. Right. So instead, you should look at it from a different perspective and start creating first a report with your user, um, with your target audience. So for example, if you're selling a course, 
you don't want to, let's say, open enrollment to your course on 1st of October and start advertising on 1st of October and advertise that course to a cold audience. What you should be thinking is, how do I grow my authority and establish trust with my target audience before that with, let's say, giving them something of value, um, sharing a valuable video with them, sharing blog posts, advertising that blog post. So how do you do that in order to, on 1st of October, when you open enrollments to your course, that you have like that really, really good quality audience? Give, give us an example target. of what that might be. Like, like what, what might be? <laughs> like, like, the, like, a, like a piece of valuable content. For example, um, if... I'm selling a course about Facebook ads, my which, you are. Piece of, which I am, my piece of valuable content would be, um, let's say, solving a very, very specific yet common problem that people have with Facebook ads. So for example, how do I invest $10 into Facebook ads and get something tangible back? So right. I would advertise that blog post or I would record a video of myself talking about that thing and share it with that cold audience, advertise it to that cold audience, and then just retarget those people with an offer, for example. Right. So, so it's not necessarily you just go, you go straight for the paid promotional product, but you, you advertise yeah. something that actually doesn't have any direct value back. Yeah. Right? It's all like Facebook advertising is, and you probably heard this, but Facebook advertising is a marathon. It's not a sprint. If you mm. look at it from a sprint perspective, you're going to invest $3,000 into Facebook ads and, not get, and get nothing tangible back. <laughs> so that's what happens. I got 500 likes on it. <laughs> but what can you do likes with those likes? Likes don't pay bills. Oh, exactly, exactly. Right, brilliant. Uh, so you, start, you talked about a little bit about this, uh, this remarketing thing, and I'm sure many people are unaware, but can you just qualify that for anybody who's currently listening and not aware of what remarketing is? Absolutely. So remarketing is retargeting or reaching on Facebook, your existing users. So it can be anything from uploading your email list to Facebook and advertising to your email list. It can be uploading a Facebook pixel to your webpage and showing your ads to people who visit your webpage, or maybe even people who visit specific parts of your webpage, or maybe even people who sign up for a lead magnet. So it can be multiple things, but like when it gets down to the core, it's showing your ads to people who already know who you are. Right. And that, and so it's at that point that you can start marketing the stuff that actually costs something, right? Yep. 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 So like that's, that's where the magic happens. If you advertise your paying, like paying product um, to a cold audience, nothing's crickets, crickets. If you advertise, your product to people who already know who you are, people who know that you're an authority in, for example, Facebook advertising, people who you've already given value to, that's where the magic happens. And that's why, again, you should look at Facebook advertising as a marathon and not a sprint. Right. So I, I, so just, just for the sake of argument, I'm going to use myself as a use case because I already failed horribly at this. Um, okay. So I have a free plugin and, and what I, what I did was I, I paid for that free plugin is that's, that's what I was promoting. I wasn't promoting the paid thing. I was promoting the free plugin, but that you're saying, but that still didn't really connect. So is there a disconnect between 
like different types of value that could that you could provide or at, like even with the free plugin, you should have something that comes before that. Even if you get downloads of that free plugin, if only that you advertise to a cold audience is a free plugin, you're mm-hmm. probably going to end up with just not a good quality audience because people will only be interested in free. Maybe they weren't. They will never purchase anything. But if you establish some sort of a report before, for example, I have a uh, I have a client. Uh, the only client that I have, um, they um, they own a software business, and they also have like a free version of their product or a free trial. Right. It, like if we advertise that free trial to a cold audience. Like it's very, very hard to see some tangible results. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what we do beforehand is we advertise a blog post, a blog post that kind of revolves around the problem that we are already trying to solve with the free trial. So we advertise that and then retarget people who read that blog post with the free trial. Are you for hire? <laughs> uh, well, uh, actually, like I have one client working on a product, but... My Facebook ads course is available. <laughs> I I'll explain everything in there that. as well. Yes. This this has been lovely. We're actually uh, we're we're nearing the half hour mark, so we're actually going to start wrapping this up. Uh, so please tell us you have this awesome Facebook ads course. Uh, tell us where people can go find more about you and what you do, and and how they can take that. Yeah, so my Facebook course can be found at thescienceoffacebookads.com. It's a simple uh, sales page with a waiting list if you want to get yourself on a waiting list when the enrollment opens again. Um, But other than that, I write a lot of um, interesting, valuable blog posts on superspicymedia.com. So if you visit that, you'll be able to learn more about Facebook ads. And if you get stuck at any point, if you're struggling with a very, very specific problem that you have and you cannot solve, um, you can always contact me at moitza at superspicemedia.com. Thank you. And uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Adrian. I'm Jonathan's co-host. I am the CEO and founder of Groundhog, and we provide sales and marketing uh, tools for businesses that use WordPress, email marketing, CRM, uh, marketing automation, and all of that cool stuff. So if you're interested in uh, learning more about that free tool that you can go use uh, and uh, not through our Facebook ad program, you can go to groundhog.io to download that for absolutely free. Don't even need an email address. You can just install it on your site. So you can go have that uh, if you choose. And for the sake that Jonathan's not here today, uh, Jonathan, who will be returning uh, next week, and I will be gone instead. Uh, Jonathan uh, at WP Tonic is an expert in all things LMS and membership. If you are looking for help in building out a membership site or an LMS learning site uh, coupled with marketing automation, then you can contact Jonathan at WP Tonic to learn more about his service offerings and how he can help you grow your business. Thank you. Uh, If you're watching this live, you can stay on uh, with us for some uh, bonus content. If not, we will see everybody next week. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.